This is Charity Prado and I'm Allison Calla and we are She Catalyst empowering you to create more social impact in your business and life. Stay tuned as we interview powerful women leaders who are changing the world and share inspiring wisdom and advice for other women just like you. So let's get started. I'm Charity, and today I'm going to be introducing Shambrika Wise, and she's the CEO of Fuse You and Diversity Labs, and also the author of a book called Last Stop, DuPont Circle. So this is one of my most favorite interviews ever, and that's because Shambrika is such a strong and powerful woman with so much wisdom and advice to share with you all. Her business is really helping minorities and others access a lot of resources that are really just going to change the trajectory of a lot of people's future. Just super excited about her and I mean it's really exciting. She has exciting news about things that are going on with her business and she's just an amazing woman who is creating a lot of impact in the world and so I just wanted to highlight her. So um, before we do that I want to first give her the opportunity to introduce herself and talk a little bit about her background and you know, just things that led up to this. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. And again, I'm just so humbled that you decided to ask to interview me. Like, I really appreciate that. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. So as she said, my name is Shambrika Wise. I am originally from Louisville, Arkansas. Grew up most of my life in Texarkana, Texas, and attended the University of Arkansas, Fayetteville, as well as the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. So, have my undergrad in biology, did organic chemistry research, and then I also finished my master's in public health. And um, just along that way, education just was always at my heart. Um, as a Bill and Melinda Gates scholar, it's like embedded in us to really and truly give back. And so, I figured giving back was giving forward, like impressing upon the next generation of students to, you know, go for your dreams, understand how much is out there to really help you and really like get you into a pipeline that's going to successfully place you from your college experience to your career. So that was just always important to me. So I mentored um, pretty much the entire time I was in college and grad school, um, kind of fell off when I started working uh, for a paycheck, but it never left my heart. So that's how I circled back and started my, my ventures that I did. And I'm just really excited. I'm loving the progress and the people and the connections that I made thus far. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We're going to get back into like talking about mentorship and you know your experiences with these different you know fellowships. Um, but before we do that, um, could you share a little bit more? What is Fuse You and what is Diversity Labs? Sure. So Fuse You is actually um, the birthing of everything that I, I believed in essentially. Um, what I saw in PSU was the opportunity to help students, especially students that are majoring in STEM, really and truly find their place on campus, find their place in their chosen career, and then, um, you know, actually show them what it looks like for someone to graduate with this degree in physics or this degree in chemistry or biology or whatever, and let them know, like, you don't have to just finish it and go somewhere else because you don't think that you're good enough or because you don't think there's a company that you identify with. Like you can actually find a mentor in these companies that are, for instance, you know, partnered with your universities and tell them what you want to do with your degree and actually help them mold you into the type of candidate that would be a top choice for their company. And so once you curate those relationships and you nurture them along the way, 
um, it's amazing, you know, what can happen with those students. So you give them like a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. And you really see that number of students be retained because they have the support that they need. And support does not always come in the form of a check. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. But there are so many levels of support that college students need. And I was one of them. It's like, you know, as a gay scholar, I didn't really have any financial worries, but I was definitely one of the few people on my campus that looked like me and that furthermore wanted to take the path that I, you know, chose. So um, it was always nice to find another face that, you know, was either trying to do the same thing I was doing or that had done it and was successful in their career. So that's actually what was um, the motivating factor for me is that I wanted to help students who did take a path similar to mine. Um, have an easier time navigating it. So that's what the purpose of UZ is. Um, and it also is a great thing for employers because they're getting to have their eyes um, on talent at an earlier stage and they don't have to take as much time trying to find someone to fill the roles uh, for, you know, potential candidacy. Um, and it cuts back, you know, on, on financial uh, resources as well that they have to be out of. So it's a win-win for everybody, the, the schools, the students, as well as employers. So um, that's what I love most about that is everybody wins. Um, mm-hmm. The diversity labs is pretty much like the the mid level to senior level um, complement, if you will, to fuse you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work with you know different organizations and we help place you know talent with different employers that are looking for you know certain certain types of people. So um, for instance, we were just looking for a project manager uh, for a company that you know we had a contact with and. You know, the databases that were available to us, we had several levels of candidates that were more than qualified for this position. So um, it's just wonderful, again, being able to help not only our contacts at these these wonderful companies, but also individuals that, you know, are just now starting their career looking for a career change. Um, So we help them do the retain search process and would not be anywhere without my Mm co-founder. So shout out to Colin. Smith for that one over in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's very early. We we just kind of nurtured this together, but um, it's been great thus far. We've met some really amazing people, and just excited to continue to make this roll out. Awesome! That's amazing. Thank um, you. I wanted to ask you. So, what kind of you mentioned you majored in? You didn't major in business, um, right? So. So my question is, is why I'm learning everything as I go trial and error. Yeah, so obviously you're very to do something in the space to help other people navigate those waters the way you would have liked more of that, right? So mm-hmm. what made you decide that business was the way that you wanted to do this? I mean, obviously the other there are other ways to get involved in that space. Why did you feel like business was the path for you? Well, because honestly, I wanted to be able to have control of my dream and the vision that I wanted to have for my work. And it's not that other people's visions aren't effective, but, you know, if there are things that I see that aren't being done or if there's a a thing that I want to do differently for the populations that I want to reach out to and touch, um, then I want to have that ability to do just that. Um, as I've said, you know, I did not major in business. I majored in biology and I was a little lab rat essentially. Um, but I think this has been a great opportunity just to, you know, get my feet wet and just really get in there and and understand things on a different level that I honestly would not have had um, the opportunity or even a level of appreciation for if I were not doing this work from the ground up. 
Yeah, and I and I love that. So many times, you know, as people, we want to get involved with things. We don't know how to get started, and you kind of just right. dove right in there. You didn't yes. you didn't even like worry. Like, hey, I'm gonna figure it out as I go, and it's gonna be great. And you know, I I think that's amazing. And also just having that ability to control. Sometimes we encounter obstacles if we're trying to do things in another way, but being able to say, this is the thing that I'm creating and then yeah. able to, if there's pushback, be like, no, this is the mission that I'm doing and I'm going to stay true to that and yeah. regardless. So, so that's awesome. Um, and, and shout out to uh, Divink Cohort 3 to <laughs> Divink Family, period, but Divink Cohort 3. Um, so that was an incubator program, essentially, that I went through. It was actually a pre-accelerator. Okay. Um, but there were just so many bright minds that um, became a part of that program or that went through that program. And we really fed off each other. We learned from each other. Uh, we appreciated the experiences that yeah. we all shared with one another. And I mean, like, it was some hard times. And I'm like, you know, if entrepreneurship is going to be hard, at least I'm going through it with good people. Um, so yeah. we, we really had each other to kind of bounce off of. So, I mean, mm -hmm. that's another step in this process, too. It's like, you know, if I didn't know it, I had the, the resources and um, the the accountability partners to really just check me along the way and making sure to, you know, kind of keep me in place. Not that they weren't busy enough, but we <laughs> held each other down. So I'm yeah. very, very happy to have had that. So so walk me through real quick. So we're, we're actually going to be launching an incubator uh, as well for women, and that's going to be really exciting. So that I wanted to... To ask you your experience with the incubator that you did, um, when did you start your business idea? When did you get into the incubator and when did you like launch it? So the funny thing is, and, and forgive me again, because I did call them an incubator. They were a pre-accelerator program. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, no, Exactly. But, That's what we're doing, too. But the verbiage, you know, goes back and forth all the time. <laughs> you know, just trying to be technical. I, I don't want them calling me like, now, Sam, like, I know. I know. <laughs> um, but no, um, the funny thing is I actually came up with the idea for my business mm -hmm. two and a half weeks after I got out of the hospital. So I was yeah. diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in oh, 2015. Wow. Yeah. And it really just made me take a step back. And it was like, Chimbrita, what are you doing with your life that really makes you happy? Mm -hmm. And at the time, honestly, all I could say was being a mom. But mm -hmm. love her to pieces completely love her to pieces but it's like I'm more than that you know yeah. I was more than that before she got here and I want to continue to be more than that mm -hmm. and so um and I think it's important for her to see you know what mommy is doing of mm -hmm. what builds mommy up what's part you know of mommy's you know foundation essentially that really just gives her 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 thing and makes her you know have grit essentially um so I literally whiteboarded everything that was going on in my life uh whether it be voluntary or you know, professionally related, whatever. And I just started crossing out things. I, I literally scaled everything on um, just basically a score of one to 10. And if you weren't at least a seven and above, whether it be personal <laughs> or professional, that's great. <laughs> I love the scoring system. We need to, I'm, I'm going to like make a note. We're going to have like a, a thing on that. So <laughs> yeah, it was important um, because it really helped me focus on, okay, now we see where we were, let's get to where we want to go. And that's when I mentioned earlier, like when mm -hmm. I started to kind of work professionally, I had to kind of slack off on the mentor thing, but that mm -hmm. didn't make me happy. And I realized when pretty much I thought I had lost everything, um, because it was a very trying time for me in my life. Wait, when um, was I, this? Like how long ago was this? 
That was in 2015. That was mm-hmm. October 2015. Uh-huh. So yeah. almost three years ago yeah. to the day. Um, I was just able to really and truly see what mattered to me and start making a plan to get back to that. So I actually had applied for Camelback right after um, mm-hmm. I made that decision. And that's a, a PC program out of New Orleans. Amazing program. Amazing. Um, and I made it to the final stage, but I was not a chosen person. But I was mm-hmm. just like so thankful to have made it that far. Because I was like, okay, I'm validated. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great. I just got to find something that works for me mm-hmm. and something that complements me better. And at my stage, it was definitely Divine. And so um, they were based out in Austin, mm-hmm. and I was already going down there um, for health reasons, essentially. And I was like, this is perfect because I, I'll already be down there, so why not pick up some little educational courses on, you know, what I need to do to be this amazing business person. Um, and so that's how that happened. So over the course of basically uh, from 2015 to going through the application process of 2016 and um, moving down there in 2017, essentially, um, I was able to just kind of start this whole thing off. And again, it's been trial and error. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's definitely been been trial and error, but um, I've appreciated it. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's put me in some, in front of some really amazing people and, you know, along the way, I got to meet the man and the woman that helped me get here. So mm-hmm. uh, having dinner with Bill and Melinda Gates this spring has been a, a career highlight, a life highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah. being able to thank them, being able to thank them for seeing potential in me without knowing me. And in the other 19,999 students, actually more than that, because it was 20,050 of us that got the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just being stewards of change. And really changing the life and destinies of people that they may never meet or see again. You know, it's just, it's amazing. And I just want to do the same for other people. So that's the mission and that's the reason why I'm trying to do what I'm doing. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, you, you talk so much about that, like, kind of almost like planting a seed with um, people and showing them what it could be like, how how. And you mentioned a sense, giving a sense of purpose to these these students. So, could you tell me a little bit more about about the impact that you're making? Sure. So, um, what I and I have to go back to years when I was super active, like face to face with students. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually come home on breaks or just you know for a weekend, and I do helpful workshops with high school students, mm-hmm. and I would walk them through the entire process of applying for the. Uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates scholarship. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a hard application, but it was the way you had to process and think about the questions because Mm -hmm. you could answer them very superficially, but probably wouldn't get chosen. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you could really dive deep into them and really become vulnerable and be open and honest and also be very forward thinking in your responses. And those are the types of essays that would actually, you know, make it to the second round. So pretty much everyone I worked with and they were serious about the scholarship process, they always made it to the second round. And I, I patted mm-hmm. myself on the back for that. I was like, yes! <laughs> I was like, this is amazing! Um, so uh, definitely shout out to Texas High for allowing me to always come back home and, and mentor to those students um, that were you know, eligible to apply for the scholarship and giving me that time with them. Um, they are amazing high school, and they get the importance of like being very proactive in that thought. Uh, Mark Schroeder was very, very helpful with that. 
and so was Miss Stephanie Castile, um, who unfortunately passed away. But I, I would not be able to say how much good I did for those students without recognizing those individuals because they were very, very helpful with that. And Charles Back, he always preached to the class um, like how important this was. And he was actually my mentor and my teacher that helped me apply for the scholarship. So mm-hmm. definitely would not have been there without him. So Yeah, that's amazing. And just the idea of paying it forward. You know, oh, yeah. these people paid it forward to you and you're you're doing that and you know, launching that and hopefully embedding that same culture and idea into the students you're working with um, to then pass on. So that's that's yeah. that's like um exponential impact. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I do miss working with students like one on one like that and I'm hoping that through this um, partnership with the Air Force Research Laboratory program I actually get to do some more of that um, with some of these trio services and um, other student support services and academic support services on these college campuses that are really looking uh, for opportunities for their students so I'm just I'm excited you know to kind of return to that but I see the big picture is like ultimately we're going to have to get a model that's going to be automated mm-hmm. that can help you know, make some of these processes more efficient. Not mm-hmm. so I can just have my time to do my own thing, but because for me, reaching more mm-hmm. and being more effective in that manner, that's important to me because, you know, I don't think there's a student that can't do something. I just think they all need maybe direction mm-hmm. and understanding their abilities and how to apply them. So that's what I'm hoping that, you know, I'm ultimately able to do at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And and so going going to what you're referring to in terms of you're, you're going to be creating scale so that you can reach more people and have more impact. And so, I mean, that's amazing. And so can you tell me a little bit more about, like, your business model, how, you know, you don't have to go into too much detail, but just to give people yeah. a better understanding of, of how it all works. So um, the best model in this way uh, would be, for instance, with PSU, I would see that, you know, I have this application that basically does exactly what I was saying. You know, you're really able to partner these students with intentional mentors that want to help these students basically become more fine-tuned before they actually start to apply for positions and internships that, you know, could potentially turn into an actual, um, you know, full-time employment position upon graduation. So it's like, I'm able to pick up the phone and call my mentors now and say, hey, can you pick up this student? That's great, but I can't do that all day long. And I can't do that for like, you know, 100 students a week or a thousand students a month, but an app could do that. And Mm so, you know, I definitely have all the wireframes. trying to teach myself Python and just threw it out the window. I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I need to find someone that knows this stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that would be my Christmas wish list, like uh, the top one anyway. Or um, I would just be like, you know, give me a CTO at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> give me a CTO yeah. and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's great to know, like, sometimes people are afraid of starting some type of tech-related company because they're like, oh, I don't know that stuff. How am I going to do it? Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, acknowledging that maybe that's not your thing. You can attract that talent and it still is very, very feasible to do. And sometimes people forget that they they stop before they even get to that point because of 
the challenges that they think, you know, they can't really overcome. But it's not a challenge because there's a million, millions of people in this world. Um, and there's going to be those type of people that are passionate about what you're bringing to the table. So. Absolutely. And that's that's my thing. Like, don't quit. Just, mm-hmm. you know, if there's something you want to do, just do it. And if you don't, I, I hate to say the word fail because you fail when you stop and you just don't do anymore. Yeah. Um, if you don't get the results that you're looking for, like analyze what you did, revisit it, you know, go have a drink, go have <laughs> and then come back yeah. and, and make some stuff pop. But, um, mm-hmm. and also align yourself with people that are trying to not necessarily do the exact same thing that you're doing, but like my Diving fam, like, you got to align yourself with good people like you have to and you got to align yourself with people that don't quit and that won't let you quit more importantly. So mm-hmm. um, I'm very thankful for that type of relationship, um, Ruben. And um, gosh, I'm, I'm going blank now and he's going to kill me and I'm going to think of his name. I really, truly am. And he's not going to let me. He'll forgive, he'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah. you had the mentors you had um you had all these great um sorry my face um what's it called um all these great people that you had in your lives that helped support you um so can you tell me a little bit about like for instance um who who was your first mentor how about that do you remember my mom (laughs) (laughs) that's always a good one yes your mom my, my mom uh, my mom my family has always just been very um influential in my life I was very thankful though um to have my great-great-grandmother and two great-grandmothers while I was growing up wow, so that's, know, a, while, that's a long line of good stuff <laughs> it is we're stubborn women <laughs> we live a long time yeah <laughs> um no no they were very very kind um no, it's just having that generational thought process and the appreciation on how to treat people and the love and selflessness for others in your community. Like you, you can find that in our generation, but it's not going to be on the level where, for instance, it was with women that worked on plantations mm-hmm. and they knew to take care of each other and they knew how to treat people and you know, it really meant something to keep your word. Mm -hmm. And so when you're brought up by that type of greatness Mm -hmm. and you have that type of humbleness about you, um, it, it says something. Mm -hmm. And so I tell people all the time, like, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I will never say I know everything, but when it comes to knowing how to treat people and Mm -hmm. just knowing how to stay true to yourself, and being kind to others and, you know, just being a good person. I think I'm pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say definitely those those women, especially my great-great-grandmother, uh, very much uh, an influence in my life. And I just, I really appreciate her mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she'd be so proud. 
or she is proud. I don't know. <laughs> um, because in terms of you, you, it seems like you have a lot of really amazing women in your family. So that is so cool. I, I know, I, I know you're going to pass that on to your daughter as well. So that's, that's amazing to see that, you know, general generationally. Um, I know for myself, like I've, seen the impact of you know being able to have uh, role models right so even myself I've had great role models and then my little sister she's in high school and you know similar to what you were talking about with different like competitions and pitching you know she just did like a teen one and she won first place and it's been something I was rooting for her to do since she was a little girl so I was just excited that she finally decided that this was what she wanted I like let her go and said you know, you do your thing, and she she came back to the idea, and and now she's like really moving forward with her business idea. So, so awesome. it's it's instrumental. Um, so uh, just wanted to ask you then, um, in terms of you know, you talked about women in plantations. You know, they knew they had each other's back. So how would you kind of translate the need for that into this generation? Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, gosh, in the, the world of social media, smart technology, um, just, wow. Um, I guess it, it really doesn't matter uh, what time frame you live in, because values are values, and um, just being good is, is, it should be innate, but it's not with a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. So I normally would say treat people like you would want to be treated. However, some of us don't really grasp how we should be treated, right? Mm -hmm. So I try to impress upon certain values with my little girl. And I try to get her to think about those values all the time. So being good, staying true to your word, being trustworthy, being honest. Um, and not just being honest with other people, but being honest with yourself. Um, because once you kind of deviate from those things that are important to you, like, you don't really feel right and you just start to kind of go with emotions and it seems like you almost lose that lack of purpose mm -hmm. and your mission becomes a little bit foggy and then does your mission actually go away or do you decide to change it to correlate with the path that you're deciding to take because of what you've allowed around you to influence you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really try to still, like I said, be that person that I was raised to be, but you got to be smart about it because not everybody is here to see you win. Not everybody mm -hmm. deserves to be on your front row. Mm -hmm. And not everybody needs to know what you're doing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily saying they'll take what you're trying to do and make it their own. But sometimes people will try and talk you out of your destiny. Mm -hmm. And it can happen. Mm -hmm. if, if you let it and it sneaks up on you, it can absolutely happen. So you got to guard yourself. you got to be protective of your energy. But I won't go as far as to say, like, don't trust people, because mm -hmm. I think that there's always a level of discernment that we're gifted and we should be able to use that accordingly when interacting with people. Um, but I just say stay supportive. Like, you know, some of the best people I've come across during this walk have been beautiful women mm -hmm. and they have been so, so, so empowering. Um, to not only the people in their community, but, you know, even just meeting me within the first year, like, you know, I've had people that I hope to have in my life for the rest of my life. Um, shout out to Lisa May and everybody at Wonder mm -hmm. Woman Tech. Um, 
perfect example. Like I met Lisa May through her sister and, you know, it was one of the best connections that I think I could have ever made, period, point blank. Um, and just the fold that she has with her supporting her, it's just beautiful. And mm. so I, I just, I love that. And I just want to continue that legacy of empowering women and giving women an opportunity to, you know, just understand, like, with me, you have a space. With me, you have a place where you can have a confidant, you can um, have, you know, a sounding board. Like, if you need a thinking partner, music <laughs> is not my thing, but everything else we can totally talk about. Um <laughs> Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I think just being a good available person and being mm-hmm. supportive of another is just really important. Yeah. So, you know, just I wanted to highlight what you said about authenticity, being true to you, your purpose, and not letting other people talk down your dreams, your destiny, because you're, you know, being in business, I'm sure there are people who come at you and they don't get it or whatever and that's normal it's normal and being able to just say be strong in yourself and just deflect that and be like you know what I know what I'm here to do and I'm gonna accomplish it even if you don't get it or you don't agree with it right so so I I wanted to again and then the last thing I, I wanted to highlight that you were talking about is supporting yourself with women or other people that do believe in you that can be there to support you so it's kind of like deflecting what's not gonna help you and with and then retaining that 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 good stuff that's gonna continue to help you blossom and grow so mm -hmm. cool so so i wanted a a few ask you like maybe two or three other questions i i don't want to keep you too long um (laughs) so what what would you say your biggest challenge was or, or biggest challenges that you faced in terms of you know this company these companies yeah just maybe talk a little bit about that and how you overcame them (sighs) did you hear that sigh (laughs) um funding funding because (laughs) you know that's basically the thing that stands in between me and getting this thing automated is building out the necessary tools that I need to, you know, make this thing go to the next level. So um, I have applied for, you know, different programs and everything like that, but I have to be a little bit more realistic about what I am applying for because I still work full time. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I'm a little bit more limited on the things that I can actually try and reach out to and for because, again, full-time mom, uh, single parent, uh, full-time worker, and still trying to build my business, um, I'm not able to like, you know, go here for this pitch competition and mm-hmm. it may not work out because I'm also being financially cognizant too, because again, you know, I support a small person. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. funding definitely mm-hmm. has been like that thing. Um, I can't really say that I need more hands on deck unless it would be more like a CTO that does not need, you know, funding per se and just would take equity. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be great because, you know, then I could get my product. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, the double-edged thing there. Um, but other than that, that's about it. You know, I've, I've enjoyed learning to, um, be a part of, of an industry that is ever changing, ever evolving and has much to offer. Um, and I mean, this is an amazing time that we live in right now. 
we have so many people that are literally hitting the ground running. Like you can see that from the election night, like mm-hmm. you know, things are changing. And I, I love the, to see the progress that, you know, is being made and, you know, will continue to be made. But um, I think it's still just work to do. And um, I'm just hoping to be able to find a way to get through um, my issues of getting that opportunity um, mm-hmm. to either have funding or even be self-funded. So that's kind of why we did the diversity labs for the consulting side of things to help us fund the Fuse You platform. So, mm-hmm. you know, fingers crossed uh, all the way around for that. Yeah. And props to you for handling what you handle. Um, um, I did want to say, you know, I loved what you mentioned when, when I met you, the whole stiletto strapping, you know, instead of bootstrapping, you're stiletto strapping. And that's, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a new verbiage. <laughs> Take it. Yes. Take it. Um, I, I, well, I wore heels almost every day when um, I was doing my, my program. And one of the young ladies, I love her to pieces. She was like, you never have an off day. And I'm like, I am just too lazy to go buy jeans. <laughs> and I cannot wear my regular titty shoes with mm-hmm. these pants. So yeah. I'm always stiletto strapping here. And I thought about it. And I was like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And, and you know, you're pushing, pushing through with everything and managing all these different things in your life that are all very important. Um, I know funding is a huge challenge for so many people, especially with women and minorities. Um, I know globally 10% women only get of easy funding, things like that. I went to an impact investor conference uh, a few weeks ago. That was amazing. Um, I highly recommend you you go to one if you haven't, um, the SOCAP one, because uh, I, I would love to love to see that magic happen but um but yeah I mean info (laughs) yeah yeah and so kind of just tell me um what what would you say so you mentioned some of the challenges and you're working through all that what would you see your number one thing that has helped you push through because you've got a lot on your plate and you know I'm I know that you you have to cling to something to to keep that up I'm wondering what that is for you Honestly, I, I did that, like I said, right after my diagnosis. Um, I, I took off a lot of things that, you know, I just did not need to do and did not need to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, the thing that helps me continue to push through is um, the, the fact I want to leave a legacy, not only to my little girl, but to the students that I'm trying to help. Um, I want them to understand that you, number one, are worth it. You mm-hmm. are supposed to be where you want to be in life and you have every right to get there you may not think you have the methods in place to get you there or the abilities like financially to get there but don't let that hinder you don't let that stop you don't let that deter you because if I can do it then you absolutely can do it too but I want to help you see that you can get there Mm -hmm. um and so for my, my little girl, um, I still want to leave that legacy with her, too. But I also want her to realize, like, you know, you've been blessed. Mm-hmm. And because you have been so blessed, like, I want you to realize that it's on you to be a blessing to somebody else, too. Mm-hmm. And so um, I can't remember who said it, 
but I loved it when they were like, I want to leave my kids a legacy and not just an inheritance. And I think that's so important because, again, you have to know how to treat people. People are still people, regardless of what, you know, their social status is. People are still people. And you never know how that janitor could actually change or save your life one day. Mm -hmm. And so you treat everybody with kindness. You treat everybody with dignity and respect. And I guarantee you, your heart and your life will be so much fuller and better for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of like that, um, that quote that says, um, you know, people don't always remember what you do, but they remember how you made them feel. So even in those little things, those little moments are actually can be big moments for people. Um, just sharing that. So, and, and I love what you want for your daughter and what you kind of said you would share with her. And I feel like that's something all of us should kind of hear and think about um, for ourselves, you know, not just your daughter, like all women, you know, to understand that worthiness, understand Mm -hmm. that, ability to move forward and just like you could do it and anyone can like it's possible so I love that so what would you say so obviously you have a lot to do how what do you do for fun (laughs) (laughs) um no I love travel Uh I love travel um the funny thing is I like to stop traveling around October because the holidays kick up my little girl's birthday in November is actually next week um and I just like to kind of be home for the holidays Uh because I turn to that like whole like homemaker type mama like everything in my house is Christmas decked out the dog might even end up with lights on them um (laughs) so it's like I like to be home but this year I'm actually going to be traveling a little bit more than what Mm -hmm. I care to but um I will definitely be home after December 16th um and more than likely going somewhere for the new year so I'm really excited about that but I love traveling I love to travel with Sandia so that's my little girl's name Mm -hmm. but she has made it very clear to me she does not do road trips (laughs) and if she does a plane she needs to have the big comfy chairs I'm like you don't have a job so um you're gonna get this good old regular seat like mama (laughs) (laughs) that's cool your your daughter sounds cool (laughs) she's hilarious she's the best she's the best but um yeah so just spending time with her um because she her her viewpoint and her perspective on life is just so organic Mm -hmm. and it's so innocent and Mm -hmm. I to kind of hear her talk and um her share her perspective and her vision on you know even her day and life and people so you find out a lot with kids yeah and, um, she really makes me check myself a lot too I don't tell her that um, <laughs> but I I appreciate her presence more mm-hmm. than anything very thankful mm-hmm. for her and being her mom oh that's that's wonderful you're a super mom thank you so uh the last two things I want to ask you is what is, you kind of shared a few already, but what would you say your favorite quote or, or saying that you, I don't know, maybe number one? <laughs> you know, um, I was talking to a friend last night and we were talking about life, basically, mm-hmm. and made a comment. And I knew where he was coming from. He said, Mm -hmm. poor people get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about a lot of different things. But I revisited that comment this morning. 
And I said, you know, he could not be more right, but it has nothing to do solely with finances. You could poor in love, you could be poor in self-esteem, you could be poor in vision. And so whatever you're lacking as a person, you're going to cling to the next best thing in your opinion. Um, And sometimes it may be good, but sometimes it may not be. And so being poor, in my opinion, and in my my perspective, um, it means that you not necessarily are just without something, but on the brighter note, you have the opportunity to better yourself and to build yourself and to even reinvent yourself in that area. And so it made me actually do a self-assessment. I'm like, dang, what am I pouring right now? And so <laughs> um, I was like, I need to do like some reevaluations in life. Um, because I'm like, it's so, easy. It's, it's so easy to just be like head down and like, I'm going to focus on this, this and that, and that's it. But, you know, you really neglect other areas, especially as entrepreneurs because we're so streamlined and we're so like you know this seamlessly has to happen this way um but you just you really can neglect other areas of your life and I I can see how I've done that in some areas and how that's influenced certain choices and decisions that I've made so yeah because of his comment I am absolutely doing a reevaluation and self-assessment <laughs> no that's great I love that I mean as as a human we have so many different areas of our life we're not just one thing we're we're a bunch of things and there's our our mind our body our spirit everything is connected so it's great to, you know, kind of take time to evaluate like what you did before, even when you started things, you did a lot of evaluation. And I think that was critical for you to make the steps in, in whatever direction there that you're moving. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you is um, what is next for you, your organizations? Um, and, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that new that new thing that just came in the pipeline. <laughs> so, um Gosh, where do I start? So with Fuse U, like I said, we just landed our contract with Air Force Research Laboratory Program. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm looking forward to helping them get more students, um, not necessarily just um, market to more students, but get more students of the populations that they're seeking into their program and um, just getting that messaging out there. So looking forward to making more connections with uh, universities and colleges and organizations that I feel would benefit um, from knowing about this program. So I'm excited about that. For the diversity labs, we have a few leads um, that Mm -hmm. may, you know, start as early as the beginning of the year. So we're just really excited about that. Um, And just doing the type of work that we want to do, it's going to help a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. um, Colin and I are ecstatic about that. Um, You know, still work in the grindstone nine to five. And uh, like I said, if it weren't for college, like the diversity lab would not be as healthy as it is right now because he is totally able to hold it down. Um, but, you know, I'm there as soon as I'm off work and, you know, I've been a mom, you know, I work at night. That's what I do. But the funny thing is I still make sure to take care of me, self-care, mm-hmm. rest and everything. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just really happy that I'm able to have that type of support. Um, on both sides and you know that's that's about it for me I'm, I'm keeping a very 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 small pot because I don't want too much you know on my plate right now because mm-hmm. I want to be able to do what I'm doing 
um, effectively and I want it done, you know, with excellence and I'm minimizing, you know, my involvement in a lot of things, but, mm-hmm. uh, priority is always my kid. That's yes. just it. <laughs> and, um, the thing is because of her, you know, status and her place in my life, it really keeps everything else in perspective for me. Like I am able to be efficient in other areas because I prioritize her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You've done such a wonderful thing. You're like, you're an inspiration. And I just wanted, I'm so glad that you were able to share some of your story, you know, to help other women, um, you know, reach for their dreams and understanding that they can have that sense of purpose and have a business. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can do these things. So mm-hmm. So yeah, um, is there any last things you'd like to share before we close up for? Well, I remember the other person I need to shout out. He's totally going to kill me. That's fine. Um, Koi, Koi McDermott, he's amazing. Uh, He has been nothing but an amazing coach this entire journey. Um, He's definitely helped me fine tune things in my walk as an entrepreneur. And he's just an amazing friend. Um, Just, you know, so happy again that Ruben was the catalyst and, you know, getting all of us as Pitch Black finalists and, you know, contestants and everything introduced to these coaches because, you know, just seeing the progress over the few weeks that we worked with them, it was amazing strides. And it was just a wonderful group of women that ultimately were selected to be a part of that program. And I mean, again, the support from the coaches were just amazing. So Nicole, Ruben, um, just, you know, everybody, everybody that was just a part of that. It was just, it was great. Koi, everybody. So no, no bad things. I can't wait to see them again so I can hug them all. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you have such a great and supportive, you know, community around you. And so um, thank you so much for sharing. So that is it for this particular episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to check out the audio notes at shecatalyst.org slash blog. We're going to be posting lots of content and resources for you to really get plugged in to our community as a sisterhood, as well as tools and techniques for you to create change. So for any of you ladies who are just getting started in whether an entrepreneurship endeavor or leadership project that really is about creating impact, we really want to hear from you. So please reach out to us. We are doing coffee and conversations with you. So this is on our website. You can sign up to have a remote coffee hangout with us, coffee on us, or in person if you are in the LA area. So we can't wait to see you and hear how we can continue to support you. You can sign up at shecatalysts.org slash coffee date. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, and of course our website, shecatalysts.org. Forward to hearing from you.